What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz, the CEO, a.k.a. the Dapper Security Guard, here for another episode live from Guntry of Maryland. You know, I like doing this live. I like to interact with the people because I have my guest here with me this time. So, without further ado, I want to shout out to my guest. I'm going to stop myself and not call him what I want to call him, <clears throat> Honey Bear Lou. But I'm just going to say I got Lou, the instructor here. What's going on, Lou? Uh, nothing much, Jazz. How are you? I'm good. Let's dive right into it. Um, you're a member at Guntry as well, right? I am a member of Guntry, the best Merlin gun range in Merlin. Mm-hmm. Are you a member or are you a VIP member? Well, I don't like to brag, but uh, <laughs> of course I'm a VIP because that's the only way to live. As he dusts off his shoulders. Um, so let's talk about that for a second because um, I did my other episode here, but I didn't really go into the VIP aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, but a lot of people always... Uh, hit me up and say, what's the per- What's the point? What's the point? What's the purpose? In your opinion, what is the point? Um, I think the VIP experience is about literally what it sounds like. It's about an experience. It's not, I mean, shooting a gun is shooting a gun. Um, but the niceties around it are what separates it from just practicing to interacting, networking, right. you know, expanding the culture, expanding the love of firearms, and really interacting with people at a higher level that really enjoy the same sports that we enjoy. I like being back here because all the rich people got nice rich people guns, and I get to shoot those. That but, helps as well, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, so before you were a member back here, were you shooting at another range, or were you teaching at another range? Um, I was actually shooting at a few different ranges in Maryland. Um, I like the, there's a, one Heritage. Oh, I've never been to that. Yeah, it's, okay. it's kind of like Gunchy's model. Um, there's also Elite in Virginia, out there in Manassas. Oh, I've which definitely is like, never been to that yeah. one. Um, also, Free State and a couple other ranges, but nothing nothing like Gunchy. Nothing like Gunchy. Okay, so... As you guys heard, I said Lou the instructor. So if you guys don't know and don't follow my personal page, um, I am studying to be an instructor. I just got through my instructor uh, course, and um, I've been going through the whole apprenticeship situation. So I'm brand new to that culture, and I kind of want to know about it from somebody who's been in it. And I say culture because I feel like there's an instructor culture. I feel like, you know, it's a brotherhood. It's like, okay, oh, that instructor doesn't do this or this instructor. So is it like a good old boys club? Is it like a lot of animosity between different businesses? I mean, because I've seen a couple posts where people are like, oh, people just want to be instructors because of the way the world is right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's bad or good. Uh, so I'm not going to give my opinion. I'm, I want to know your opinion on that. Um, the world of firearms is expanding tremendously, mm-hmm. um, especially for people of color. Okay. Um, people of color, and especially women of color, are the biggest growing group of firearm owners in the last two years, yep. by far. Yeah. Um, so you see a lot of new businesses propping up, you know, saying they're instructors. And mm-hmm. there's another instructor here that says certification do- doesn't equal quality. Okay. Um, you know, you just, like you say, you're going through your NRA certifications right now. Mm-hmm. And what you learn in that is a good starting point. Right. Um, but like today, we're going to a class that I'm part of the class as a student because I want to continue to learn. Right, right. Um, you have a lot of instructors that spin up these businesses, start doing HQLs, which for Maryland is, uh, you need to have to get a, to buy right. a gun. But they're just HQL farms. Right. Um, I have a lot of customers that come to me after they get the HQL telling me, I don't know anything about a firearm. I don't know, right. to, I don't know anything about grip, stance, any of the fundamentals, but they have a license to purchase a gun. Right. 
and and to touch on that for the listeners who don't live in Maryland, um, like he said, uh, HQL is to basically purchase a gun. It's let's. I'm not going to go into government, but it's basically something that was created just so that Maryland can get money off of us. Honestly, because I've had a wear and carry permit for years, and the HQL did not exist, um, and it's really to purchase. Um, but the class during my apprenticeship, I've held these classes as a sponsor of the class, but I couldn't teach at the time. So I'm just watching my teacher who I have from my company teach it. And I have plenty of people who email me maybe two, three weeks after they get their HQL and say, do you do private lessons? Yeah, what do you want to do? What do you want to learn? You want to learn how to use your firearm? Well, I want to learn how to use a firearm, period. Because they sat in the class for four hours. Mind you, it's only four hours. They sat in the class for four hours, and we speed through all the fundamentals. And they really don't hear anything because they're really not there to learn, honestly. They're there to get the... Yeah, they're there to say, okay, I did this. Now I can buy a firearm. So I, I agree with that. You don't really... Not that you don't learn anything. It's really up to the person, but it's really not structured to... Well, that's why we Teach keep, like, anything. I keep my classes really small for a reason. Okay. Like, I don't do classes more than 10. Okay. Um, because we do a little differently. Like, you'll never see me do a 20-person class. Mm-hmm. Um, a, the students don't learn anything. Right. They're just there, like you say, to click a box to click say, I box. did this training. Yep. Um, some trainers, I've seen trainers go in there. The law says you have to take one shot to show you can operate a firearm. You're not going to learn how to shoot a gun with one right. shot. And the shot um, doesn't even have to be... The shot doesn't have to be on target. Right. It just has to be a shot on right. the on a. Now, these are the laws, which is the crazy part. Yeah. So we do it a little differently. Like, my classes, we take... It's supposed to be four hours. Normally, my classes run about six. Mm-hmm. Um, and we run them through a whole course of fire. Oh, really? It's okay. It's a course of fire that's similar to the Warren Curry course of fire. Oh, I did not um, know that. So okay. we do a build-up. You know, it's all based on the student. Mm-hmm. We get them comfortable, but you need to learn how to go ahead and shoot proficiently and accurately before you, I'm going to pass you. Right. Um, so everybody that comes to your class, do they pass? No. Actually, you'd be surprised. That's very interesting. I have some people I have not given a certificate to because I feel like they're not safe. Are they mad afterwards? What, what happens well, when you I, do that? I follow up with this. If, if I don't pass you, and it's been a very rare situation... If I don't pass you, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to set up a time to come back to do a private lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to charge them for it, um, but I can't in good conscience let somebody go out there and purchase a gun that doesn't know how to use it. Right. Because you know and I know, a lot of times, yes, they might reach out for a private lesson or they might just go buy a gun. Right. And that gun will sit in their, in their closet and God forbid they need it and they shot the cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not the cat. The cat not the Wait cat. a minute. You can't kill the cat. You know? Not just, the cat. I mean, certain times you can't kill right. the cat. Right. <laughs> or they try to shoot. Anything and during themselves. a situation, and don't shoot anything because they didn't load yeah. it. Yeah, they didn't load it, or they didn't know how to take the safety off. They didn't load it. They didn't know how to take the safety off. And they're just literally confused, right. and you know. So right. we try to make sure we're doing things in a way that you know it's a it's a organic. Right. We want to make sure that they're learning. You know, we you know because now because Merlin let us do virtual, mm-hmm. so we do virtual. So right. I need to see faces. I need to talk. What do to you think you. about that? It's actually more. It's actually more impactful doing it virtually mm-hmm. than doing it in the classroom. And why is that? Because we kind of demand that you visually. We need to see you, hear you, and everything right. else. Got to be on. You've camera. been in the classes. You know, they're looking at their phone. They're right. doing all stuff. Me, that's you me. can't look at your phone right. while you're on your while you're on your <laughs> iPad looking at. I'm looking in your face. Right. Like Jazz, what you doing? What do you think? <laughs> right. What do that you would think? Be me, actually. And I've been training for 20 years, so I know when people are drifting off. Right. Like, I specialize in corporate training, so I know how to get people back in. Like, no, no, we're not going to let you drift off. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start calling on people at random to talk about, confirm you know this. So, 
that that part of the culture, you know, it's good to see all these companies. You 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 remember at Gun Tree VIP? Yeah. You've seen these people. Don't throw come, my business out there. Oh, everybody knows Dad's CEO. <laughs> but you've seen these companies come in, and you can tell the trainers that really don't um, want to, you know. Yeah. I had a situation, and so um, the VIP area has its own uh, set of range uh, ranges, private, um, pri- <laughs> private ranges. And I had a situation where I had uh, two female clients come in, and sometimes you don't have to book a lane, and sometimes you do. So I usually do if I have students, so I don't have any issues. Mm-hmm. So this particular time, there was a guy who I've actually never seen before or after this incident. Um, and he was in there with like maybe three students and it was just him and he had three different lanes and I walked in and the, mm. the student was legs spread he was bent down and he had his arms all the way out and when I mean legs spread like manly yeah you know what I mean it was like midwife situation yeah. <laughs> um and you know that wasn't none of my business I didn't know maybe he had back problems and he you know he specialized in that kind of stuff that wasn't none of my business but so I saw it and then I happened to realize that he was on my lane so I'm like okay well maybe they almost done so I waited maybe two seconds. I'm actually not that patient. So I waited maybe two seconds, and then I went up once he was um, in a safe little area. And I was like, hey, you know, that's that's our lane. Um, and he was like, uh, well, I'm doing class. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry, these boobs must have fooled you. You thought, you thought this was going to be something like that. Okay, let me try it again. I booked that lane. And he was like... All right, but um, we're going to finish up real soon. I'm like, but you have three lanes. Which lane are you supposed to be in? And he's like, I'm supposed to be in that lane, but you can just take that lane. I was like, or you can move over to the lane that you're in, and I'll take the lane I'm supposed to be in. And he's like, okay, cool. Now, mind you, while he's having this conversation, the guy is still bent down. Okay, Still shooting. Still shooting. I mean, unsupervised. unsupervised. And you had somebody else who was definitely flagging everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a lot of situations. And I didn't see, like, a company name mm-hmm. on the shirts. Um, and I'm not, like, all for, you know, snitching and all that. But, <laughs> you know, I was just like, <clears throat> if you don't move and, you know, clean this up right here, um, you guys, I'm just going to have to go to the front and let them know that this is some unsafe stuff going on. So, I mean, you have people who get into it for the money. And um, yeah. because they get into it for the money, they also teach horribly. Yeah. So I had the same situation. This was Uh-oh, a little different. the different. same guy? Oh, okay. I don't know if it's the same guy. We'll compare those after. I'm open them up. Okay, there. okay. But I was back there. I had a lane at 3 o'clock. I showed up at 3 o'clock. Mm. He had a bunch of students back in the waiting room. Mm. And he was in one of the lanes. He was in my lane. Right. I said, okay. But, see us, but my, my being, lane. <laughs> being an instructor, you learn to go ahead and give people courtesies. Like, right. okay, I see you finishing up. I'm I, I'm not going to go in there and put you out in front of your, t- your students. Right. So I came and I said, well, buddy, how long are you going to be? Because I got the lane for 3 o'clock. It was just me shooting, so I wasn't really worried about it. I was, right. okay. you know, I'm here all the time, so I ain't not want to go away. Yeah. He's like, oh, let me just finish this up. Let me just finish this up. So I'm waiting around getting my gear ready. He's got the young lady shooting a Glock. He's taking Instagram videos and pictures. Right. And he's got her thumb over her wrist. So he's inviting the slide bite. <laughs> so I'm watching and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if you know this, but her grip, you might right. want to catch her before she you starts. You said shooting. that to him. Yeah. While he was taking So he said, Well, I mean, that's how she's comfortable. Right. I'm like, so she's comfortable doing this, 
doesn't you can't can't see my hands, but right. doing something that's incredibly unsafe for you to right. you know when you're firing a gun. And I was like, well, that's good that she's comfortable doing that, but that, you know that's not safe, and she's gonna go ahead and get slide bite. Right. And could you explain what slide bite is? Um, on a semi-automatic, mostly strike, well, hammer or strike a fire gun. When the slide reciprocates back when you fire around, um, that slide can impact your wrist or okay. impact your finger, your thumb, if you have your thumbs crossed over the incorrect way. Okay. Um, so that'll actually take off the top. You know, I've seen people lose the top of their knuckle. Ew. Yeah, and it literally happened. And matter of fact, it happened that day earlier in the commercial range. Mm. Somebody literally took a chunk off their hand. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we're already like, okay, so I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm the only person stop a bleed train, or EMT trained in there, trauma medic trained. I don't want to patch somebody up. Right. Have their first experience with a handgun be horrible because they're bleeding and they've lost, they've been disfigured. Right. And he literally got an attitude. Well, who are you? Right. I'm sorry. Let me let me, let me allow me to reintroduce myself. Right. It's <laughs> like, it's the it's the attitude that lets you know what kind of instructor mm-hmm. they are. Because the guy I'm talking about might not have been the same guy, but it was his attitude. Like exactly. We're no, we're fine. You're not fine. No. And I'm like, I can't let you. I'm like, I'm an RSO. I can't let you go ahead and do something unsafe. Right. Like, that young lady's going to hurt herself. Right. And then what's really going to happen, if she doesn't hurt herself that day at that moment, she's going to go to the range with Mm -hmm. her friends, and she's going to pass on those wrong things, Mm -hmm. and she's going to continue to practice that wrong way. And his point was, her her finger is down low enough. I said, that's great, but in stress, her hand's going to go up, and she's going to rip her thumb off. I was like, you trained her right the first time. And he literally got an attitude, and that's that... We try to go ahead and be trainers that, like, I we, we, I will share a student quick. You know me. I will. Yeah. You I'll already like, did. I did. I was like, I got somebody need to do a way in curry class. It was one of my family. I trust right. jazz. I'm going to send them to jazz. Right. Because I just was busy. I didn't have time. You heard that? Big money. I was just busy. I didn't have time. <laughs> well, I only do classes in a certain... When I, I, yeah, okay. Let's go with that. You can't see his face, y'all. We're <laughs> yeah. trying to cover that up. But it's okay. Okay. But... Having the ability to go ahead and network with other trainers is important. Yeah. But in this industry, there are a lot of out for the money. Mm-hmm. And when you're out for the money, everybody's a threat. Right. Like, right. We, we, you know, we go to our matches and all that, and we, I learn from other trainers. I, right. I'm like, hey, if I can learn from you, I'm going to take what you're teaching me, and I'm going to pass it on my students so we all get stronger. Yeah. Or if you want advice on how to set up a class, I'm going to tell you because... I, I pride of, we pride ourselves on how we set up classes, right? And how our information is shared. And after you know, after after we do it, we send customers pamphlets and information oh, on cool. follow up stuff and all this mm. and drills you need to run, right? Because we want to make sure that they're comfortable and I mean, continuing and continuing. Because if they don't feel comfortable, if they don't enjoy it, right. they won't practice. Right. And if they don't practice, we just put. And a most bunch people, of people won't tell you the day of H two L class that they're not comfortable. They just or they want the haven't. certificate, right? And they want to go about right. their business, right? Right. Um, right, actually. Yeah. And uh, I want to go back to learning from other instructors. So I have carried Glock probably my whole career. Ew. So <laughs> I don't really know anything about ARs. I also probably just shot my first one maybe two months ago. Right. So that's a setup for a very... <laughs> <clears throat> Should be embarrassing story, but it's going it to be inspiring. hilarious when I get rich and famous, okay? <laughs> A.K.A. when my book goes, um, you know, viral and my book becomes a bestseller. Um, so, 
Lou let me borrow his. Uh, tell, tell me what exact. Uh, you shot my SBR. So you shot my 14 inch uh, arrow build SBR. Okay. So he does these competitions here at Guntry. And I'm always looking at it like, oh man, that's cool. I'm not doing that because that's not, I'm not that person. So he's always like, I don't care what you say, you're going to do it. So finally, somehow I showed up in some BDU pants and I was here and I went to watch and then somebody didn't show up. You know, God just works in mysterious ways. <laughs> so, um, and the slot was already paid for in all the whole night. Yep. So it was just nothing you can say but okay. Now, never used his gun before. And Lou, just tell him. Okay, three stages. I did very bad on the first stage. Why did I do bad on the first stage? Well, well, well Jazz. <laughs> tell <laughs> we walked through the gun, and you know, I mean, mind you, I will say this: it's a it's a bit of a go fast gun. So mm-hmm. it's got Gasly triggers, all the bells and whistles, and it's all nice that gun. stuff. So we we were a little concerned, but well, we knew you wait. Were let me say this. Let me say this. So the gun, okay, kind of looked like the gun I shot the first time, right? <laughs> there was a difference. He has a scope on yep, his gun, and six. the gun that I used had iron sights. Okay, so. Apparently, I was looking for the iron sights because the one thing that looked like a piece of iron, <laughs> I decided that that's the iron sights. That's how I'm going to look. Because mm-hmm. when I looked through the scope originally, it was just black. Mm-hmm. But that was because I wasn't holding the gun the right way, right whatever, now. you know, all that good stuff. So um, tell them what I looked through. So, so just tell so them. I have a Vortex 1 to 6, and I have a, <laughs> scope, uh, I have a scope lever on it to kind of help. A's and transitions from one power to six power magnification. That scope ring has a little teeny hole in it <laughs> that is literally just for aesthetics and to make sure you can grab the scope ring so you can move it. So Jazz and her infinite ability <laughs> on the first stage. I'm being very transparent was, on my Was podcast. looking through the hole in the scope lever. Yes, I was. And, and, you know, we were all behind her trying to figure out why she was shooting the ceiling. <laughs> And I was so serious about what was I was very, looking. She looked very good, I was, though. Yeah, she was know. like really into it. If I it. post a video and don't tell the story, you wouldn't exactly know where I'm shooting because I look good doing yeah, you it. You look good as long as you didn't see the end part. But right, yeah. I wouldn't put. The, I would edit. That's what you edit just edit, just show yeah. you shooting. But like I'm most, not. I'm gonna put the real deal out. Like most instructors actually do that. They just you see them shoot, but you never see the target. That's right. Amazing. Nope. Nope. Never Even the, the first time I shot the AR with my friend AJ, I posted the. Uh, targets and I do that even if it's bad or good because I'm not an instructor because I'm the best shooter in the world I'm an instructor because I have a passion for bringing exactly. other people along on this journey that I'm going through and instructing was just another part of that journey mm-hmm. for me so I mean the money's not bad either hold on let's just say that <laughs> money is but nice. at the same time I never wanted to be a certified instructor like that actually wasn't a thing until I was like wait Okay, I'd rather give somebody, be able to certify other people than just give them private lessons and then they go on and have to go with somebody not comfortable with. It's just a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, I was shooting with the, the lever. Um, yeah. But then I figured it out because this really cool Russian guy came in and he was like, what the hell were you doing? And that's basically <laughs> what he said. Seriously, he was very nice, but he was like, what the hell were you doing? And I pointed to the thing like, I can't figure out the iron sights. And he just was like, 
And yet, no. That's not an answer. So then I had to tell Lou what I was doing because they were like, she just sucks, okay? But then the second two stages, though, you, were, yeah. you did really well. Second two you stages were good. You got movement in there, so you... you I felt good the about the second That's two the stages. thing about it, though. You have to continuously be feel, be fearless mm. in your yeah. training. If you don't go and out there and look scared. stupid... I'm not lying. I, I, but you didn't... I didn't want to suck. You did not do it, though. Right, right. That's the point. It's not about right. where you end up at. It's about the experience. So next time, you'll be oh, I'm more ready comfortable. ready for next time. You're ready. I know. I'm ready Next time, you'll be more comfortable. I mean, you did shoot up a thousand rounds in my not my two two three, but I ain't gonna talk, talk about that. <clears> Luckily, <throat> I'm a trainer; I can afford it. He, <laughs> he, he's the guy with the ammo. Yeah. Do you do you sell ammo? No, ammo is very expensive right now. We mm, just wondering, them. just wondering, just wondering. Now, for friends, people might ask. For friends, maybe, but most okay. people no. Okay. Right? It's, okay. It's we're extremely, extremely short supplies. Okay, but. Do you, because I, I, since we're talking about the AIs, I want to dive into, do you build for other people or do you just build for yourself? Um, yeah, part of what we do is, I won't call it, I won't. Who's we? Is it Honey Bear yeah, Tactical? Honey Bear Tactical but, team, okay, yeah. say that. Who's part, we? part of what we do with Honey Bear Tactical is we do <laughs> certain stuff. Like we have consultants. Um, so if you're looking at putting together a build, you can sign up for a consult and we'll go ahead and walk you through a process, go okay. through parts. Um, we get stuff at discounts, you okay. know, dealer prices, stuff like that. Okay. So we'll help you kind of put your build together. For somebody um, who wants an AR for the first time, should they buy it or should they build it? It depends on the use. If it's going to be something that you're looking for a multi-purpose, mm-hmm. um, for range use, you know, all that other stuff, mm-hmm. depends on your comfort level. Now, okay. there's a difference between building AR and assembling. Oh, so okay. you can buy an upper, which is a complete upper part, mm-hmm. and that's from a repo manufacturer. You put that on a lower, and you're good to go. And that's assembly? That's assembly. Okay. People say, I'm building AR. You know, you're assembling two parts together right. that are already pre-built. <laughs> okay. If you're building AR, you're putting the barrel in, you're making sure the barrel is timed correctly, the gas oh, okay. is in there correctly, the gas tube. You're, make, you're responsible for putting every part of that gun together. Okay. Um, is that more expensive to build? No, it's normally cheaper because you can kind of source the parts and you customize what you're looking for. Okay. Um, but for most people, for a new gun owner and a new AR owner, mm. I always recommend you buy something. Okay. Buy something that's quality or have somebody that knows what they're doing. And why is that that you recommend that? Because, A, you're going to get a warranty. Oh, okay. Which is the most important thing because right. if you build something, you have no warranty. The only warranty you have is a warranty that you hope you didn't screw up because YouTube was wrong. There's a okay. lot of YouTube gunsmiths out there right, right, that will right. tell you they know what they're doing. If mm-hmm. they can't say they're armorer or actual gunsmith, okay. they are somebody they learned That's how to do That's a good tip if y'all listening, especially all my new um, yeah, H2L people. people. that want to go buy these, oh, this guy I know, he ordered some stuff, he put it together for you. Right. If that thing blows up, you're on your own. You're on your own. Okay. If you go buy something from a repo manufacturer, I'm not talking about a Daniel Defense $3,000 gun or anything like that, mm-hmm. but a reparable you know, who, who do you consider reputable here in Maryland? In Maryland, um, the guys at Hanover Armory build good stuff. Okay. Um, they're out in by Rundle Mills. Um, that's the only LWRC is a little more high end. Okay. That's you're looking at you know two thousand for that eighteen hundred something like that. Okay. Um, but you can get good stuff online. You can get um, you can't really get Palmetto State, um, but Why if you're not because. Maryland has restrictions on certain barrel types. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a heavy barrel. Most companies don't make a heavy barrel. Okay. Unless they're selling specifically for Maryland. Okay. Um, so that's kind of one of the things about living in Maryland. If you're in Virginia, you can buy whatever you want. I'd rather be here than California at the moment. No, yeah, we're all gonna live in California in a minute. (laughs) Oh Lord, we're not going there today. That's a different episode. That's a different episode. (laughs) But if you're interested in building something, that should be. That's the other thing about being a trainer. Mm -hmm. Like. We, you know, we should be available for questions no matter what. Okay. 
Like I get flagged from my team all the time. Like we charge for questions. No, we right. don't. <laughs> like we were at the Black Guns Matter uh-huh. event. I told them straight out, no trainer should charge you for asking them a question. Okay. Like no trainer should be afraid to show you what their credentials are. Right. No trainer oh, should be afraid one. to show you what their insurance is. That's also a good one. Because you have trainers out there that are out here all uninsured trying to do mm. the most and something happens. I, I've never talked about that as far as in trainers are concerned, but I always bring that up for security companies. Security, yeah. Um, because you'll get a job and you'll be like, oh, they pay me $25. 20. And then you shoot somebody and then you'll be like, where's the lawyer? Where's the company lawyer? Yep. Um, there is no company lawyer because yep. they 1099 your ass and yep. they don't have insurance. They just have an LLC or they got an agency license. And sometimes, sometimes they don't even have an agency license. And I don't know about anywhere else, but in Maryland, if you're working for a security company and they don't have an agency license, you're working for an LLC, which technically here is not anything because they're not allowed to be doing actual armed or unarmed security. Um, So I always say that those are things for people to look out. And that's where I always throw in uh, USCCA Mm -hmm. because... You know, sometimes it covers uh, self-defense on duty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, insurance is a big thing. The doesn't cover trainers. Not like that. Oh. You need to have actual just, business just, insurance yeah, for your so I, I, Now I feel like as of last month, I have three different insurances. Because yeah. I, I joined the NRA, and now I have that insurance. Yay. And um, <laughs> I, I'm not saying yay, because I don't know exactly what that all entails yet. I'm still reading and learning. Um, but when I took my NRA instructor course, mm-hmm. it was recommended like, hey, you know, to do this and this, you should be a member, have the number. So I did. Um, but are you a member? Yeah. And were you a member before you became? I was. So why? Um, As a big black man. No. Because the NRA, <laughs> regardless of their political beliefs, mm-hmm. they have one of the finest training companies in the world. Okay. Like, you know, everybody talks about NAGA, and I'm a member of NAGA. Okay. And all this other stuff, and Gun Owns of America, and all that. And USCCA really didn't have a training department till like, Recently? the last eight oh. months. Okay. So all these people walking with these USCCA shirts on, that's great, but <laughs> NRA's been training people for 100 years. Right. So if there's a class I need to teach, I know I can get the materials that right. be professionally put together. And that's what I saw during my instructor. Yeah, all the class. presentations are I nice like, and branded. And dang, like when they went through the, the list of classes and yeah. the books, the students get automatically. The and it makes yeah. running the class easy because you just tell them how many students you have, you get your package, right. you get everything to run the class, and you know that the information is consistent. Right. Um, right. I don't care about the political beliefs. Mm-hmm. The political beliefs, I'm going to go ahead and take care of me and mine. Right. Because that's... What That's the what whole I point do. is, right? Yeah. So, but yeah. I don't need them to fight my battles for me in Congress. I need to go ahead and figure out how to train people effectively. Right, right. So going with them, like I look at other training stuff, and if I can't find information about your training online, I don't know if I want to trust to train my students with it. USCCA puts everything behind this wall where you can't see what they're actually teaching. I'm like, do they? Yeah, I'm like, I need to see what, in, what, what you're teaching people that's different than what I'm already teaching. Mm-hmm. And if you can show me that, like, I'll let people go in NRA, let people come and observe classes. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, and not pay for it. If you're a trainer, you want to observe what it looks like to do a CCW class, they'll let oh, you come awesome. in and you that. can actually watch it. I'll be doing that. Is, there, is there a lot of, oh, okay. Yeah, I was just so. about to say, is there a lot of NRA courses like that happening in Maryland yeah. or are they happening in Virginia? No, there are a lot of in Maryland. Okay. Um, when you go on the website and you start seeing it, you're, there's a lot. It's okay. just a lot of them is basic pistol. Yeah. Which basic pistol is really good because it gives the it gives pretty much a new gun owner 
everything they need. Right. And it gives them and all I, the good when stuff. When I saw the basic, well, when I took the basic mm-hmm. pistol, um, I was like, why isn't the HQL curriculum exactly like this? Because Maryland didn't want to have somebody do that many hours. Right. So Maryland kind of, when we do HQL, you look at it pretty much with most trainers work that salt will do they'll take the nra basic pistol right trim it down to fit what maryland requires and that's i feel like what i'm going to do and that's pretty much but with nra you get a good stance of right you know the information is right you yeah. know it's consistent you know it's pretty much industry standard yeah now yeah. mind you we put in stuff that we learn from other people mm-hmm. you know but that's more for a tactical pistol one two three stuff like that but for the basic stuff that's why i go with nra style training yeah um because it's it's consistent. It's consistent. It's easy. It's and when you teach one person, right. you'll be teaching the next yep. person, even if it's five so months if later. So you got the somebody like I got. Sometimes I get you know husband and wife. The right. husband will take the class, and he wants the wife to take the class. And later on, she'll take it. I know that the information is going to be consistent from him right. to her. She ain't going to come back and be like, "Oh, he taught me this. You ain't learn about this." Right. And you looking at her like, "What? I ain't learned that." Yeah, and I actually get a lot of that. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of that. Oh, I was told to hold my hand under the, and I was like, okay, that's great, but we here now. You know, I can't say nothing about what you know. And the I mean, you know, told you or military dudes told you. Right. That's and, the other thing you know. you'll see in being a trainer. The military bias thing. Mm. The oh, I was former military. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've already. Uh, yeah. You'll get I've you'll already, get those those Instagram posts about, you know. Oh my goodness. I think when I first started like posting my gun stuff, I had so many like cuz my page is completely open. So I've had I had comments sometimes where I'm just be like, "Well, I can't tell if you're helping me or insulting shit, yeah. me." Like because I literally posted this to get help. Like I know my, I'm very transparent with strengths and weaknesses and I so I never get upset at that, but when I go on, like, just from a female perspective, when I go on other female uh, Instagrams and people are saying different things, it's like, okay, but are you helping her? Like, what are you doing? Like, explaining it. What are you doing? Because I've been this told. Not they're, they're right, mansplaining. Right. They are. And, and sometimes they just be ridiculous. And you'd be like, if this is, it'd be simple stuff. Like, if this is the way she wants to wear her appendix care, if this is the way she wants to do if that's, it's comfortable, she'll what, use it. Right. And we're not talking about, if it's back to the, to the other story, if it's comfortable, go ahead and get your finger bit off. We're not saying that. But we're saying that some, certain things, like my duty belt, um, I had, I have rheumatoid arthritis, so sometimes I configure my duty belt mm-hmm. to go with the strength of my finger. So some things might not look like the average way where you put your you. magazines, but it'll work for me because I'm better at going crossbody mm-hmm. than I am going straight up and down. And I mean, I posted a video. I think I was doing something. You're doing it wrong. It was like, oh, that's not the way that's because supposed to be. the internet said so. And I was like, go fast. Who are you? Like, there's no security industry standard in real life, which is horrible. But mm-hmm. I mean, so you know, you just got to watch out yeah, for that you, too. You can't that, learn off the internet like, all the way. As, as you say, being a large black man. <laughs> being a large black I, man. I get the uh, well. That's not how, like I don't. I don't rock appendix because I'm fat. <laughs> Like oh I, tactical, I got a tactical tummy And I it's not comfortable t- Please and say that again Let's the play tummy, replay Yes The tactical tummy is real like, <laughs> Trademark know, that Trademark that's that gonna be the, That's gonna be That's what's gonna be The next t-shirt <laughs> You got the Bill Jones AR shirt The tactical tummy <laughs> That is a great you know? shirt Okay so, But you know And I wear what's comfortable For me because I need to be comfortable Because if right. I don't wear If I'm not comfortable I'm not gonna carry it every day Right And if you're so not comfortable I'm, I'm You're not gonna perform store. Exactly And I'm not gonna train with it Right So you have to tailor things To the student 
Right. So, I, you know, I had instructor tell me, no, you got to wear it like this. Appendix is the fastest way. Dude, first of all, it's a lot of things down there I value. And me trying to move my gut out the way to get to this thing and the stress situation, right. I'd rather go ahead and carry at 4 o'clock because right. that's comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a big dude. Ain't nobody checking my waist mostly anyway. And if they are, hey. Look right. at me. I give him the Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, hey, you saw it. Good job. <laughs> do people do that to you? Do they, like, what? look at you like a couple say, times? What you got over there? Or, like, have you been approached when people say no. that to you? Nope. I've never had anybody. I've had one person, and it was here, asked me what I was carrying. Mm. And I wasn't even carrying. What? <laughs> My curry gun was on the counter. They just were like, what you got on? I said, well, I got a holster on right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, so you see the holster. Good job. No, in security, I usually get people, uh, I'll be somewhere working, and they'll be like, what's that? Smith & Wesson? I'd be like, sir, first of all, don't yell your words at me, okay, at my gun either. So I just was wondering, do people do that nah, to you? <laughs> we, 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 don't get, we don't really get, uh, we don't get that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you conceal it correctly, you shouldn't even get that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't do the open thing, even though Merlin says, wear and carry, wear it however you like. I am guilty. I do open. Oh, I know. I open. I open. If you said I can do it, don't bother me. No. <laughs> you said I could. So if I'm not wearing a suit jacket, but I'm wearing, like, you know, a shirt and pants, usually, and maybe not everywhere. Sometimes it's to and from, like, classes mm-hmm. or something like that. But don't do what I do because I'm retarded. But um, <laughs> don't, like, don't do it. Just... I, I say to people, don't do it, because people ask, and I always say, don't do it, because I know for a fact I have a father who's a police officer and a brother who's a police officer, and th- people, all police officers don't know all the laws. Mm-hmm. Like, that is an assumption. And if you work in Baltimore City and you deal with a lot of robberies, you're not going to know the laws on actual sure. legal gun ownership, because that's not your thing. So you're not going to know, oh, no, this says this, and you can do this, and it has to be here. That's just not their thing. So you have to really be careful and mindful of that. Um, You know what? Somebody yesterday, uh, I was getting food, and they saw my wallet. And in my wallet, before my license, I have my permit. And then I have a private detective badge. He was like, oh, you shouldn't have none of that in your wallet. And I was like, where's it supposed to go? He was like, no, no, no. You just have your license. Not cleavage. I put mine in my Tactical cleavage. Tactical cleavage. That's a real shirt. We can all wear that shirt, you know. (laughs) Um, so what is your thought about having your permit visible? Um, it's, I mean, where or else? Badge. I mean, I don't know where it would be at other than my wallet. But right. That's, so I have that clear, you know, yeah, that clear space. Yeah, the clear, I mean, it's having it visible. It's more about what your purpose is. I um, usually have it visible because I'm either usually in uniform or I'm, and I've had people say, oh, what's that uniform? Yeah, Do you in, have the, in your situation is like, a little different. I need you to know that I have everything that yeah. I'm supposed to have. So in your situation is a little different. For most regular citizens that have a way and carry, just like somebody asked me, if I get pulled over, what I do? Right. Like you hand question. them, like in Merlin, you're not required to tell them. Right. But I have family that are police officers. Mm-hmm. I know I've trained, I train police officers. Mm-hmm. So I understand what, you know, mind frame says, I'm going to hand you my license and my way and carry permit. Just to get that out the way because right. a large black man saying I have a gun is going to right. spark something inside their mind that I don't want to be on somebody's TV. Right. Because right. I'd be the guy to come beat somebody's. No, no. Oh, my goodness. Um, we're going to edit that out <laughs> yeah, real quick. <laughs> I mean, but, but when you get pulled over, do you recommend your students not having it visible or not showing? It depends showing? on. I would say if it's, con- if it's concealed, they shouldn't be showing anyway. Right. But if you get pulled over, respectfully, depending on the situation. It really does depend on I the situation. I would say. And who's at your window. Exactly. 
So if you're in a situation where you're just, you know you did wrong, be respectful. Like right. Every cop will tell you they just want to do their job and go home like everybody right. else. Yes, there are cops out there that may have some issues, but right. If you majority get an asshole, of them, you still have to. Yeah, you still got to do what you got to handle do. them appropriately, which is not because countering it. The escalation is important. That's so, why I got me a book. Right. I mean, it is because I, I people always disagree, especially people in my age range. They always disagree with me when I say if you get an asshole at your window because you can get an asshole just because they have a uniform doesn't mean they're nice or not because mm-hmm. they're regular people when they fill out the application. You yep. chose not to fill it out. They chose to fill it out. So you get an asshole at your window. Don't combat them with being an asshole or being a, a, a what, what do I usually call them? An Instagram lawyer or a, yeah. like you, you're not, not a lawyer. I'm not required to do this. I'm not, I'm not required, required to do this. To do I don't that. have to do that. I'm the passenger. Do I got like, all of that? Is either going to make them mad because their wife just cheated on them or it's going to make them mad because they already don't like you for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You just so, give them a reason to continue. Do you want to go home? Us. If you got kids in the back, I, I always say, I don't understand arguing with the police when you have children in the back. You know, sometimes, I mean, uh, Flandro, there was no argument. Yeah. But I'm saying if you can de-escalate the situation because they won't, you should. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no winning in that. There's no winning. Because yeah. at the it's end winning. of the day, they have power that you don't have. Right. Like, you can say, you know, you can deal with it later on in court Take and all that other court. stuff. Or file a complaint and all that. Right. But I'm not saying get on the ground, roll over and show, show yeah, the cop I'm your belly. I'm not saying pull but, titties you know, out because he said so. Getting, no. you know, oh, you can't pull me. Like, look, right. clearly the guy pulled you up for a reason. Right. Like, it's easier to fight in the court than to fight on the side of the road. Right. Like, I tell people quick. Like, Because then you might like, stay on the side of the road. People tell me I'm the, I'm the nicest person ever to get pulled over. Because <laughs> I joke with them. I done gave cops, you know, hey, you, oh, you like the wallet? Like, I got the fancy tray bags. Like, hey, here's a code for it. <laughs> like, because I understand. You're just trying to do your job. Right. I'm not going to come in where you work at and shit on your street, shit on right. your block. And I'm not going to ask you to do the same for me. And we're not saying be yes men. Anymore. Yeah, don't be yes men. Just say that. We protect just your say- rights, but know what your rights are, though. Right. Saying you know your rights does not mean you know your rights, and it also doesn't mean anything at the moment. And you tell people all the time, especially if they're concealed carry permit holders, you need to know every law in Maryland, Mm -hmm. especially where we are, that pertains to that. Yeah. I'm just going to pick my kid up, you know, pulling up in front of school to pick him up. You can't carry your gun. Mm. You can say, oh, I'm just, I'm not even getting out of the car. You're on school grounds with a firearm. Right. And and in Maryland, during these classes, during the wear and carry in particular, do our trainers supposed to go over all the concealed? Yeah. Right. That's part Does of it. Does it happen all the time? Hell no. <laughs> like, I send my students the follow-up, and they're like, oh, my God, there's so much. I say, yeah, you need to read all of this. Right. I um, was like, because I do mine, I do them on a Sunday, and then I do them on a following Sunday. So okay. I don't do a Saturday, Sunday, because I want them to take the first week, the first eight hours, absorb that. And then on that Sunday, absorb that, take you some time to practice on that live fire. Right. Because you will fail it. Apparently, Lou fails people. If you ain't up to par, he's not will, letting you slide you through. You catch that failure. Right. <laughs> he's not letting you slide through. That's all I hear when I hear you talk about this class because I've seen people let people slide through. Oh, you know that. It happens all the time. But right. you have to pass because my integrity is not worth your right. $300 or whatever it is. What do you feel about cutting classes short? No. Wait, let if me read. Class is eight hours, the question eight was, hours. What? no. <laughs> right. So I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. And because basically with the apprenticeship and then going to sit in other people's classes, that isn't part of my apprenticeship. I had to figure out what kind of instructor I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Who did I want to be when I decided to be this? Um, and I've seen this whole cut class short thing. And I was like, I don't think I like that. Um, if anything, can you get in trouble long. with that? You can if somebody, if you're not doing the full 16 hours, mm-hmm. 
and God forbid somebody goes out, they get their way in Curry or, or, or doing that investigation because the police are going to call them mm-hmm. and ask them. They may not ask them about the training because they're going to assume you're a trainer that's worked at SALT. Right. But if something happens, you need to understand that that student's training will be examined by everybody that right. is going to look at that case. Right. And if they did a way in Curry class where the, you know, their defense is, well, Jazz only gave me seven hours of training. I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to do. Right, because that would be what so happened. So now Jazz is resolved a civil lawsuit, so I hope your right. business insurance is right. Oh, Lord. I need to, I need <laughs> to double you it. Because no. <laughs> you, you didn't train them correctly. Right. So when, they cut, when, you're, cutting it, when you're cutting it short, like you, you've, been in, you've been in base class. You was in there until mm. oh 7 o'clock at oh night. Oh, my God. 7.30. 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. Love you, Bay. Love you. We love, love you. Bay. That's my dude. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> He's I'm, my counselor. I'm glad that I took his class. Not saying yeah. anybody else's class was bad, but I felt like... I can send other people to his class. I felt like he went over a lot of stuff, and yes, I felt like, oh my God, I was here forever. Mm-hmm. But it was. But good. you didn't leave saying, "I wish I went over right. this, that, and the third. Right. So you got to decide as a trainer: a how you're going to act with how you're going to interact with other trainers. Mm-hmm. B what kind of reputation you want to have as a trainer. Right. Is jazz going to be? Because I like I said, I wouldn't send people to you if I didn't know you could train. Right. Are you going to be at HQL Farm where you're just getting people in, taking their hundred and fifty dollars? HQL Farm. And keeping it pushing. Right. And you're just farming out students that don't know right. nothing. Or are you going to be people that get other people to refer them to? Yeah. And I, I to be honest, at the moment, I feel like I'm at that moment where I feel like I'm becoming that farm. Mm-hmm. So that's what made me go the step further because my company I uh, employ other NRA instructors, mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of going to what they do in their classes because I wasn't a certified instructor. Mm-hmm. So it gave me time to be like, I don't like this, I like this, I don't like this because at the moment when people are emailing you and they're asking you stuff that you clearly said in class because I can remember what I said, I'm like, this is when you, I didn't know the words, the farm, but this is when I start becoming the farm because I'm getting these people in and out and now they're they're still Like when I look at students and, they, and I see the pictures and the pictures, the shots are all up here, all over there and everywhere else, <laughs> I would never even post that. I, I wonder why they post I'm like, why, do you, why would you even show somebody that? Because you had time with a student, mm-hmm. and you couldn't get them at least slightly on target. Now, right. they might not have been in the X, right. but they should have had a group, not yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Like, you should be embarrassed as a trainer to even let somebody leave your leave well, they're your not thinking like that because it's just about getting the it's next, student, get this in next student in. Next student in, next student in, next right. student in. And we do it here at Gunnery. Like, like, you know, the ownership of Gunnery works with trainers all the time. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, you know, for this student, how long are you going to be with this student? Mm-hmm. We have options for this, and we have yeah. full-time options. Right. Like I never go with the I'm gonna get them in for one shot because right. I'm not. Like mm-hmm. I'm even gonna lie to you. It's gonna be they're gonna be back there for a minute taking these shots and we're gonna get them right and they're gonna yeah. feel comfortable. And that's how you know grandma. You know somebody refers to grandma to me or the grandma Ruth and all that. Grandma Ruthie wants you too. So <laughs> it's as you kind of get into it, just don't let other people determine how you do what you do. Okay. I mean you've always like I said since just the day we met. I always was like, Jazz, Jazz gonna be, Jazz gonna be special. She out here doing it. We met because he yelled at me from across of Guntry's yeah, um, front like, desk. Like, Instagram star. I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, Jazz, the CEO. <laughs> I was like, I see her right there. <laughs> what his pew pew uh, uh, life had Shout on. Shout out to Coleon. Yeah, you know, good yeah. people. You gotta, you know, gotta support everybody that's in the yeah, industry. And you know? that's the thing. You gotta, you gonna either gonna be a supporter or you right. gonna be a hater. Right. It's like belly. Right. That dude sitting on the corner eating that banana tomorrow. I don't like that shit at all. 
Like it's a lot of trainers like that. Like I see people <laughs> right. all the time. Like I there's get a lot your of trainers money. like that. People are like, oh, I saw what you was doing in your class. Oh, if you want me to help you with your curriculum, I'll help you. Right. Go on my website. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because everybody needs You can't everybody know needs, it all by exactly. just becoming an instructor at the no. moment. All, like, so. all that is that first step is a first step. Right. And keeping keeping on progressing and all that is important because you have got to be passionate about the product and the brand you put out. Right. Otherwise, you're gonna be a farm. Speaking of brand, what is the name of your company again? Oh, Honey Bear Tech. And why is that the name of your company? Because we teach people to love their firearms like a bear loves honey. <laughs> Right. You guys can't see the smile on his face while he's saying that. That's but the reason. His, <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay, what made you start the company, and what made you be um, an instructor? Well, like I said, I've been training for years, but it was more of a, um, a desire to kind of make it efficient. Um, mm-hmm. A desire yeah. to really, because it's not about the money. I don't, mm-hmm. The money doesn't. The money doesn't. I don't. I'm not bragging. I don't, I don't need the money. Right. I, I'm know, not bragging. I, I, I just want to let you know job. I don't need the money. Okay. <laughs> but it's not It's not about the money. because, And that's why we do things a little differently. Because mm-hmm. we're not doing it for to turn a profit. Right. Like, if I turn a profit, it's great. I just want to go to SHOT Show, see cool shit. I want to go to SHOT Show. Get discounts. Oh, my God. You know, all that other cool stuff. You know, This is really what I'm doing it for. Mm-hmm. But I started seeing a lot of, you know, especially when Guntry opened. That's what really motivated it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know when they were first, we were first building this and everything else, you know the demographic looks a little different than I think the plan was. Oh, absolutely. This is becoming urban high-end gun range, right? And becoming that, I knew that seeing some of the training that was going on mm-hmm. and some of the lack of quality training, right? And people, I'm I'm in a range shooting myself, and I'm watching people train people badly. Right. And I'm like, we can't do this. Yeah. Because now you're putting a bunch of the people that look like me and my people right. out here in the streets telling people that, you know, a high point is just as good as a Glock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's just as good when it's not. Right. And not just saying because of brand name, it's because of function, everything else, reliability, you know, not really teaching people that good enough is not good enough. Right. Because okay. they'll go out, somebody will go out and buy a brand new iPhone 12 Pro Max, mm-hmm. but will skimp on spending $100 for a training class. That right. will save their life. People that phone's not going to save your life. Actually. All the time. All the time. They want a discount. Oh, Can I get a discount? Look, I was trying not to hold you too long, so don't go into the whole discount oh, thing. That's, a, like, that's the thing that me and your boy Justin talk oh about all the time. Oh, my goodness. First yeah. of all, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> discounts. Wait, how many times a week do you get asked for a discount? Uh, let's see, how many days in the week? Seven, so divide times 15, um, about 374,000 times a day. Why do you think people ask for a discount? Because they see, and, and I get it, my thing is, it's, it's a perception. Um, people see training as a, as a, a soft good. Mm-hmm. So because it's not, I'm not going out to buy a pair of shoes where the price is set, mm-hmm. they think they can negotiate. Got it, okay. My issue is... I don't negotiate when I spend four hundred hours a year on training for myself. Right. You just you're going through the process. You know how hard it is to be a trainer. Right. What it costs. Right. And ammo costs and buying guns for training and all this other stuff. I don't negotiate. Especially those in COVID. Especially in COVID. Yeah. I used to buy a thousand rounds of nine millimeter for one to sixty. You try finding that now. Right. <laughs> nine hundred dollars. Goodness. <laughs> but they see it as a soft good, so to them it's negotiable. Right. So I counter with this: Would you want a trainer that's going to give you a discount on their services? Because any trainer gives you a discount doesn't doesn't value their skill, right? Because I, I always tell people, 
the same T-shirt I'm wearing, is the same Walmart T-shirt, mm. is made in the same factory as the Nordstrom's T-shirt. Mm. This one costs seven dollars. The Nordstrom one costs forty. Uh-huh. Both of them sell. Your perception of that brand determines how much you're gonna pay for it. Right. It's the same quality. In training, it's not the same though. Because training, you have people that are probably should get discounts. <laughs> my level of training, I tell people all the time, I'm not the trainer for you. If you need a discount, I'm not the trainer for you. Right. My prices are set in the lowest I can do without losing money on training. I literally said that exact sentence maybe two days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody hit me. And my the HQL classes, they're 125 mm-hmm. That's I'm not going lower than that. I've seen classes lower than that. <laughs> I haven't been to one, but I've seen them. And uh, he basically said, he started out with, hey, um, I know somebody who has a group. Do you give group rates? And I asked, what's group? Because I'm sure group means something different to you than it does to me. So I said, well, what's mm-hmm. what's a group? Um, he was like, oh, it's me. First he told me it was somebody else that had a group. Somebody else. It's now him. it's him. Me is him. Yeah. Me, my sister, and my brother, and my homeboy. That's not a group. That's not a group. That's, that's a bunch of y'all. First of all, that's not a group. That's not a group. A group <laughs> if, you, <starts> <laughs> if you teach at Guntry a group and you need to rent a classroom, you know that that's not a group. Okay? No, no. That's not paying for anything. I'm not even getting out the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Like, we're doing it in the parking lot. Like, uh, like right, look here. I want so you to look through the window that's not the a group because that's the closest you're going to get right. for your group. And I was like, hey, I, I have it at the lowest, you know, possible for everything that we include, you know. We're not saying you come for $50 and bring your own ammo or your own eyes or your own ears or your own targets. So everything that's included plus the training that you're getting, this is kind of the lowest I can go also. Mm-hmm. That's not a group. Mm-hmm. Just in case you want to ask somebody else for a discount, so use that same thing. The only time I do anything like that is I, if, you, if I do a weigh-in curry class, I have a student right now. He's interested in doing the, the – I do HQL class. He's interested in doing the weigh-in curry. Okay. Um, he's a really good guy. Mm-hmm. He's putting together – he put together a group of eight for a weigh-in curry class. Okay. So I told him, I said, you know what? I said, you just took the HQL. I told him he didn't need to do the HQL for his way and curry. Right. But he wanted to do it anyway. People do want to do it anyway. I was like, you know, you get that with... Why is that? Because... They feel like it's separate. They feel like it's separate. Yeah. But normally they do it and then after a while they do the way and curry. Right. I was like, if you know you're going to do the way and curry right now, you're just pretty much, okay, but sure, whatever. Yeah, right. Sure, whatever. Hey, I'm not going to argue too much about the separate So he was like, this is what I want to do. I want to get a a group of my friends. We all want to do the way and curry. I said, okay, if you get six, seven, eight. Right. And the way and curry, if you guys don't know, costs a little more than eight. Yeah, it's a little more because it's two days of training. That's 16 hours. Right. So if I'm doing a way and curry class for two people, you take that, you know, two fifty five hundred mm-hmm. divided by sixteen hours. Mm-hmm. I might as well work at McDonald's. Right. right. It's not worth my time. It's not worth my ammo. Shout out to all the McDonald's workers. Yeah. Hashtag fr- uh, fries matter. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag McRib coming back. Yes. Right. Oh my God, is it coming back? It's coming back December the twelfth. Don't talk, don't ever ask the fat man about McRibs. Trust well, me. I am getting surgery soon, and I haven't been able to eat ribs, which is actually one of my favorite foods. It's the best thing in country. <sighs> Oh, God, don't get me started. So I haven't been able to eat it in about two months, maybe. Uh huh. So as soon as my surgery is over, that is my first meal. Maybe at three different locations. I'm just going to get ribs everywhere. Ribs everywhere. But that's off topic. Anyway, so <laughs> we started talking about McDonald's, and I just had to say that because, you know. Anyway. But, yeah, discounts is a thing that happens. It's... <sighs> But the, and the thing I the thing I really don't like about it, and I'm gonna keep it 100, Uh-oh. is you don't ask. You know, we have other trainers here, like six eight. What are you saying? Let me move it closer. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna move it closer. We don't ask people that don't look like us for mm, discounts. Mm, mm, you mm. might not ask Bill, but you'll ask Lou. I don't understand. 
like like I'll let you know I'm a better trainer than Bill. Right. <laughs> Straight up. Do we understand or do we not understand why they do that? Uh, we understand. It's just sad. Right. And that's because it goes the, back to perception and value. Mm-hmm. You either don't value yourself, which means you don't value me, and that's why you don't value me. Because that's if why. you looked at yourself and thought, I'm going to be an instructor, you would have low prices because you don't value yourself. Mm-hmm. So now you look at me because we look alike, quotations. We're the same. And you don't value me either. But you look at somebody else and you'd be like, oh, that guy must know what he's talking about and he's not going to go down. So, yeah, I mean, it's all about value. I mean, that's kind of why I, I tell people all the time. Like I said, I'm quick to tell students I'm not the trainer for you. Right. Like, I can refer you to some other trainers that might do that for you. But, mm-hmm. like, I have some people tell me, because Guntry has HQO classes. Right. And theirs, I think, is 150 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they do fingerprints. Right. I, I don't do fingerprints. Mm-hmm. So people ask me, why should I pay the same price for you as I'm going to pay for Guntry and I still got to go get fingerprints? Right. But and then that same response? person will send me a message two days later. And after says, they took the class? After they took the class and says, hold please. I'm not going to put them out there. Too Are much you much. looking at a real text message? I, right look, I will show you the text message. Oh, my God. <laughs> I took the HQ out. I got my license. I don't know anything about the firearm or what or what a firearm parts are. I'm confused. I don't really know what I actually took the class for. Um, so I'm really looking for a basic, you know, a basic firearms education. Right. And, you know, so there right. you go. And I've seen this. I've seen the target. And that happens, that happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. Because one, I think because HQL is stupid, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but that happens a lot. Constitutional rights. That's all oh, oh, snap. So we're going to wrap it up for today, guys. Thank you for the, No. Um, <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know. It happens. It, yeah. it really does. And that's why you really have to determine what type of training you want to be. Right. Because, you know, a company, you know, what sets you apart is, is the impression you leave with the customer. Yeah. And if you can't leave the customer feeling like they know everything, mm-hmm. if, you're run, if, you're in, if a customer's in a class with 20 people, they're not going to learn. Right. And they might learn a lot if they take it upon themselves, which they should. Right. I mean, I'm not going to tell adults it's, that it's, it's not it's your a, responsibility. It's a two-way situation. Yeah. But if you're not able to make that connection with the trainers and you're just watching a PowerPoint... Like I've seen trainers that do training classes way cheaper than that, mm-hmm. and all they and I've had people that went to that class mm-hmm. just for fun to see what it looked like, and they said they watched a, a PowerPoint for an hour, and they took they went into the range, took a shot with a twenty two, and left and got the HQL. Right, which reminds me about the family member you sent. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to do a a, a a questionnaire because I actually wasn't at that second part of the class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I'm glad that the time is, is, is winding down because mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into that. We're going to have to talk about that off beat. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually, I want, I don't know if you already spoke about the class, but I actually want to know what he felt about the class, what he liked, what he didn't like. Well, and I think I'm going to start doing that before yeah. I start going out on my own that's to what, do it. That's an important part, follow-up and surveys. Right. Like we do, um, that's part of the reason, like my, you take HQL class from me, we send out a survey. You do the survey, I give you 10% off your next class. Right. Because yeah. I need that feedback. I need Stolen. to know. Stolen. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have yeah. a problem you taking it. <laughs> now, I wouldn't do 10%, but that's that's a margin killer right, right. there. Maybe yeah. five. Maybe I'll just send you some of my affiliates and you can get the yeah. uh, percentage off by using Dapper on yeah, um, Old Gone Gear. Anyway, go ahead. Hashtag. Look at Brandon. Look at you. I want, I want a code. I want a code. Uh, Old Gone Gear, he wants a code. Yeah. Tactical. Uh, uh, Honey Bear Tactical wants a code if you're listening. 
you got to give them that. I need okay. a code, my SBR right. bag. But yeah, having feedback from customers helps you grow, helps you look at that curriculum yeah, and see I'm, what I, I could have did better. Yeah. Like we had a class that, our, one of the class before in early November, the students were saying it was kind of hard for them to kind of understand the range. So now when we do classes, we give them electronic ears. Oh. So I went out and bought electronic ears for every student. I'm sorry, you did what? I went out and got electronic ears for every student. Okay, I just wanted you to repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> got to spend money to make money. You do got to spend money But it money all, to it's make that money. part of that experience. So when I'm training them, I want them to hear my instructions. Right. I don't want to be mouthing, take two shots. Blah, 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 blah. No, I need you to hear everything, I, everything I'm saying. And do that you, makes the experience you, a little when better. When you do big classes, do you take them here? When you do mm-hmm. larger classes? I rent a classroom, I stage them in the classroom, and then I take them out. I don't do that thing where we stage them all outside. I keep them in the classroom, and I have them come in, I have them stagger them, and then I have them kind of wait in the staging area with an admin. Oh, okay. So I make sure they set up, make sure they're comfortable. That way they're not looking at, oh, let me go ahead and run, let me go ahead and hurry up, because I got people looking at me waiting for the right, next one. Right, right, right. No, I want you to be comfortable. You, you, oh, you know, I never thought about that either. How and it kind of helps you having to worry about herding cats because right. you're trying to figure out who goes next who goes next who These goes analogies. next analogies i'm just saying but i i feel that because i was um because you know we can't shoot our shotguns and rifles in mm-hmm. the back no more so yesterday was my first time going to the hundred yard range mm-hmm. and i felt like one of those little experimental rats <laughs> inside the glass in the glass cage, cage? Like- and it was just kind of like, I wasn't, not that anybody did anything to me. It just wasn't as comfortable as mm-hmm. I'm used to. You can't go from not being bothered or stared at at all to somebody literally sitting in a seat looking at your every move. And the 100-yard range is not that big, so it's like, you know you're being looked at because mm-hmm. he can literally just look at everybody at the same time. Yep. So, yeah, I definitely understand it. That's, 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 if somebody wanted to get training, can you tell them where to find you? Uh, they can go to honeybagtactical.com. Okay. And just sign up right just there? Sign up right there. There's okay. programs, calendars updated every week with new classes. You got some um, shirts coming out? We we do we do have tactical we do tummy. have some technical tummy, but we might go, that might be a thing. Now technical tummy might be a thing. I like that thing. actually. Yeah, technical okay. tummy. We might okay. do that. So we're we're looking at. I'm not big on the merch thing, but I, right. I'm looking at maybe doing patches. Okay. Because the patch guy bothers me all day long. Like he sends me messages like I owe him money. Right. Like, Please order but patches. You didn't, Please you didn't order even patches. order any any yet. And he okay. Because Justin, I commented on Justin's patches. Now who is Justin? You mentioned him at twice. Starting so point, I don't uh, want defense. people to be like, who is this guy? That's Jazz's favorite uh, favorite Virginia trainer, starting point defense. Starting point defense. Yeah, that's my that's my one of my training buddies. He does Virginia. I do Maryland. It's good stuff. Good stuff. So it's, like I said, it's all about a trainer family. You have people you can firm to. Well, Lou, I'm a, I'm glad to be a part of your training family. You Actually, are. I want to come in and sit in. On one of your classes, if that's possible, I would love you. To, I would um, love you to come in. Cause January, I feel like I'm gonna start doing my own classes, and I don't want to just be this little baby bird half. And if you know, if you want me in one of yours, let me know. Yeah, I'll come and observe and give you feedback. And yes, stuff. that would be uh, awesome. So I ain't got um, nothing else to do. <laughs> what's your Instagram? Um, your Lou underscore the underscore trainer. Okay, so do you know when the next um when you when, when the uh, the next um competition ar competition it is wednesday wednesday Wednesday. okay guys i'm going to be in that one i'll be putting up the bad video from the last one along with the good video to let you guys see what's going on so thanks for listening follow us on instagram at industry talk podcast follow lou on both his pages um and if you're in the maryland area get some training and stop playing and don't ask us for discounts all right hell no